Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Hello and welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. Big thank you to all of our listeners that are downloading and tuning in today. I am really excited about the conversation that we're going to be having. I've got a good friend and business associate, Cordell Nolan, who's joining us. Welcome, Cordell. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to have you on here. Uh, you and I have had great conversations and there's been multiple times, whether in person or on the phone, that I'm like, man, this thing needs to be recorded because some other people could really benefit from the thing that we were benefit from sharing with each other. And so uh, that's what we're doing today is we're going to have a conversation and talk about a topic that I think is really uh, important and relevant to a lot of people. And this will be one of the ways we can just uh, share with the world what you and I have gotten to share a few times before. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, people know me uh, if they've been hanging around the Improver Network podcast a little bit, but uh, you're kind of new to them. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself as much or as little about who you are and what you do and what would you like us to know about Cordell? Yeah. So I'm a business owner and have been. I have an insurance agency uh, in the Houston, Texas area uh, for about eight years now. Um, Been happily married. It will will be uh, nine years on the 24th of this month to my beautiful wife, Ashley. And we have three lovely kids. Um, we have a five-year-old, uh, my daughter will be four on Monday and, uh, I have another daughter. She's two, uh, Izzy, she's my youngest. So, uh, we're, we're busy and, um, just enjoying life and, and trying to take it in stride. Yeah, man. That's fantastic. Now you said happily married for how many years? Nine, th- right. a little bit later this month. So eight right okay. now, eight, eight and 11 months, but coming up on that anniversary. Now, <laughs> would your wife also say those nine years have been happily married or uh... depends on the day? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Fantastic. Well, uh, congratulations a little bit early on your anniversary there. And that's really neat. Uh, you, you know, your family stuff. And uh, so tell me something just good. I mean, obviously your family and being married and anniversary coming up, that's something good, but what else has been a win or a high point or some good news just something you're extra grateful for today. No, I'm, I'm grateful for all the things we have going on this month with this, the, the kids and, and my wife and I celebrating, you know, marriage. Um, we have our son, he's five, he's starting school. So with the first, first kid going off to school. So those are all exciting times. I'm just excited to wake up and be able to, to live in those moments uh, each and every day and, and looking forward to the opportunities to continue investing in their lives and just excited about our lives as a family and as a future for ourselves. So that, that gives me lots of joy and hope for the future, just that in and of itself. Yeah. Is there a lot of back to school shenanigans and uh, transition happening right now? So a little bit chaotic around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to school birthday parties and, and, and things like that keep you on your toes. That's for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Have you had any uh, big wins like professionally or maybe on any goals or anything you're working on? Anything really significant that you're like, oh man, this was a cool accomplishment or here was something lately I'm I'm pretty proud of or proud about? Uh, anything you want to share in that regard? 
Uh, professionally, we, you know, got a lot of things in the, in kind of the wheelhouse, you know, going on right now. So we'll keep some of those probably under wraps for now, just because we're not sure which ones are going yeah. where and panning <laughs> out where, you know, you and I have talked about some of those things, but I think that as for now, you know, it's, it's just kind of an interesting time where, uh, a little nervousness about a lot of it, a little bit of excitement. It's all, it's all kind of, uh, just, just going to come out there as it, as it happens. So we're working on a couple different things. Uh, you know, and so just going to see what happens and sticks. Yeah, man, that's wonderful. So yeah, if you, if you're curious, you may want to connect, we'll share uh, contact information at the end of the podcast and how you can, um, you know, follow up with Cordell and see maybe what he's got going on, uh, you know, in the future and how, uh, if that has any relevance to you and something you may want to be a part of, but I know he's got some exciting stuff happening. So, uh, one of the questions I always like to ask our guest is if you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? What's something that you just feel like is a burning uh, message or just something that you uh, would really enjoy to share with others if you were writing a book? Yeah, if I had to write a book, I think it'd be something along the lines of having a plan for your life um, and, 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 and doing your life with intention and meaning. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we go through life and we are um, just living just kind of floating around like mm. a feather with the breeze, but not really putting any effort or direction. You know, we're not attached and just really moving forward and trying to do our, the best we can with purpose and finding true meaning and passion for something, you know, because we, we go through schooling and, and hopefully in, in that schooling, you've developed a sense of confidence and purpose um, to live out your life. But, and then, and then you get into the professional world where that, whether that be corporate America, your own business, and you kind of go through the motions and with no plan, with no intentionality in what you're doing and where you're going, you just end up where the current or the wind takes you. And so if you can kind of have a little bit more focused uh, plans, things change, life is fluid, um, but, but plans help you to achieve some things in the short term and long term uh, in our lives. And that's what helps you be successful in business and also in relationships uh, in, in health. Man, that that's wonderful. I know that in our uh, life and business coaching practice, you know, it's pretty obvious that when you have competition or opposition, those are barriers to you becoming who you want to be in life and business. Uh, but what people sometimes fail to realize in that is not just the force that's opposing you and the big wall that's in the way. There's this thing called drift that happens where it's just you slowly fade and you just kind of drift. And it's like being on the lazy river at the water park, right? Like you're just kind of floating along. And next thing you know, like, man, uh, how did I get here? You know, and it wasn't like there was this massive tidal wave that pushed you there, but you were way off base. We went to Destin a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And, you know, one of the things that's out there is these people on these floaties, you know, out just like riding on the beach. Next thing you know, they were out way too far and they really had to work hard to get back where they were supposed to be because they were getting in danger zone, you know, these riptides and all that. And I think that's part of what you're saying is a lot of people do that in life. Like they're kind of enjoying things that seems to be right, but they're not paying attention and next thing you know, they've drifted way off base from where they meant to be. So living with uh, intentionality, being proactive. I like to use the phrase uh, happen to life instead of let it, letting it always happen to you. You know, so it sounds like that's kind of what you uh, you'd like to focus on in your book. And I think that's a that's a wonderful deal. Living on purpose with purpose. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Man, uh, wonderful. Well, uh, we could probably talk about that a good bit on the podcast today, but you and I were discussing another topic that we thought would be extremely relevant to our improver listeners out there uh, because there's lots of people who listen to the podcast, but those who've been following us for a while and would identify as this improver, 
improvers always want things to be better. We're always striving to refine and and make things um, you know more excellent than they are, help them reach their potential. So that's all good and fine. The problem is, is that for the improver, the inner critic can be even louder than it is uh, with maybe the average person, because we're always seeing what's wrong and what needs to be improved and what needs to be better. And so we don't just see it with other people, we see it in ourselves. And so we find ourselves as they were, we're constantly battling the inner critic or that imposter syndrome idea, and uh, we're down on ourselves. So the topic that we want to talk about today is uh confidence, I guess, along with that would be courage and boldness and self-assurance, but really confidence is the word we'll probably say more than anything else on there. So look, I've got four young kiddos uh, raising a family like you, and I'm just curious if one of my kids, you know, uh, let's say my nine-year-old comes up to you and says, hey, Mr. Cordell, you know, what is, that's not their voice, by the way, I don't know why I'm using that voice, but uh, they say, hey, Mr. Cordell, what, uh, what does confidence mean? Like, how would you explain it? I would say to, to your kid, I would say, you know, you got to believe in yourself, you know, and, 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 and like, what do you like to do? And, and if they like to, you know, what, what type of sports do your kids play? You know, do they play soccer? Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you, you got to be confident that you can go down that field and score. If you can, or if you can play in defense, you gotta be confident that you can stop the other person. You believe in yourself and that's confidence. I would take it down to their level, whatever they're doing and encourage them to believe that they can do it Um, because whenever they believe that they can do something, that's what instills that confidence that they can believe they can do something else. And that's where it it, it lies in my opinion. So with kids, I would start on the basic level of just encouraging them, whatever they're doing, I'm saying, believe in yourself, use a different word to describe it words that they may hear more often um, uh, like belief in themselves. Well, is that just a matter of the will? Cause you know, a lot of kids it's like, Hey, you can do it. But in their mind, that feat is insurmountable. The, it's just too big of a jump. It's too hard of a shot. You know, the kicks too far. And so they can only see the obstacles. So to say, Hey, just believe in yourself. But what if they're going, but I don't believe in myself and I don't know how to, <laughs> and we how take to make it back down a step, you know? So, so what is it that they, you always got to start where you are. So whether it's dealing with a kid or with, with you as an adult, we're all, we're all people, you know, so we're, we're not much different than our children if you think about it. And so you got to start where they are. So what can you do very well? Can you kick the ball at least this far? Well, look at there, you did it. Let's kick a little bit harder this time. You know, so you start with little steps to kind of, to improve on the belief that you actually can do this, you know, like, um, it, for instance, I ran a half marathon. I mean, it's been years ago. I hadn't ran really much since <laughs> I gave myself an injury from doing it. But however, you know, if, if you would have asked me before that, um, like, you know, can you run for 13.1 miles? It's going to take you about two hours. I'd be like, no, man, that's crazy. You know, it doesn't make as much sense, but you don't start off with, with the confidence of running 13.2 miles, or I'm going to run, you know, for, for, 60 miles, you don't start there. You start little by little and you build on it. So just as you build on anything you're trying to do in life or um, that you want to get better at, you start a little bit at a time. And as you build on your ability, then you gain confidence. I've done this already. I can do a little bit more type of thing. Yeah. that um, I really like that because some of us have a harder time trying to see into the future and to have vision about what can be or should be. But almost everybody can think concretely about the past. They can think about, well, oh, I've been there. I've seen that. I've, that, I've got a, uh, an emotion attached to that reality. And so they can relate to it a little bit better. So instead of 
uh, for some of these people, maybe if they're struggling with confidence, instead of just trying to talk to them about what you can do and, you know, it'll be all right and push them all that and say, well, hey, let's just look back for a minute. Where have you, where have you come from and where are you now? You've done all kinds of things that you didn't think uh, you can do. And so I had an old mentor of mine that used to say, uh, don't let what you don't know rob you of what you do know. And so he would always say, what do you know right now about whatever the thing is? And so you reminded me of that because if we got a kid or even adults struggling with confidence, you know, one of the things we can say is to say, what do you know? Well, you may not know if you can kick the ball in between those two defenders, but don't you know you can kick it that far because you did it in practice and you made it, right? So that those little things. So I love the way that you talked about that. Go back and show them what, what they've already accomplished, what's already happened, and, and they can count those wins going forward. Absolutely. So, um, you mentioned sports, and I think athletics is one of the biggest areas where confidence plays a part. But one of the things that I've observed, especially as you see uh, college and professional athletes who become very, um, you know, efficient and effective at whatever the position is that they're playing, uh, they obviously need confidence to play at such a high level and to perform, you know, among the best. You, you, it's really hard for insecure, you know, people who lack confidence, lack assurance to really uh, propel themselves to get there because you've had so many times of getting out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself and you've had so many victories to get to that level. But then, Confidence is all well and good, so you can be the best player, but it seems like it sometimes slips into arrogance. And there's such a thin line, in my view, between confidence and arrogance, and I don't know all of the ways to define that, maybe make that line a little bit uh, less thin. So what would you say is the difference between being confident and arrogant? I think being confident is um, is being able to say what you want to say, need to say, or, or do what you want to do, need to do without bringing other people down, so to speak. So I think the arrogance goes into play whenever you're putting someone else down. Like if I was going to say, hey, I'm the best at what I do and these people are not good, I think you start having this little bit of arrogance that goes along with that or, you know, an arrogance of no one can touch me, uh, no one can do this, you, you will not be able to be better than me. That's when it gets to be into the arrogant form because people know there's no truth in that. Because, you know, granted is, is, uh, you know, being the best, you fail many, many times, you know, like at anything, you know, your, your, your best uh, professional athletes, you know, everybody talks about all the shots that Jordan made. They don't talk about all the ones he missed, you know? And so, so anything in life, it, it comes with um, some failures. So, but for Jordan is, you know, he might want to be the best. He might be an arrogant basketball player, love him or hate him. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying like, I know he's a good basketball player. I don't have any personal opinions about Michael Jordan, any, any, any form or fashion. But what I do know is that to be recognized as great, you have gone through a lot of failures and to not recognize that other people can, can, or do have the ability to be better than you is when it becomes into being arrogant. And a lot of times you come down really hard, but you don't have a solid foundation. Yeah. And so I think part of what I'm hearing you say is, is that um, arrogance is, is largely me focused, you know, and like I'm the center of it. Uh, so confidence has a lot to do with me as well. But I'm, it's not that I'm the center of the thing. You know, it's like I do need to believe in myself, but it's not necessarily about me. It's like I'm not the end result. Like I'm a means to another end and that end may be the team winning, not necessarily me being a star. And so that's how I can be confident in my ability to help the team win. I know I asked this question uh, a while back to a group of people, and one of the things that uh, one of the participants said was, uh, for them, they said, uh, confidence whispers while arrogant, arrogance yells. Uh, 
And I thought that was really interesting. Arrogant is really loud. It's obnoxious. It's, you know, very like, look at me. And confidence is just quiet. And it's like, hey, I've got it, but I don't necessarily have to have to share the word. What do you think about that? No, I think that there's times to be, you know, aggressive and, and get people's attention, right? But at the same time, I think a lot of times if you if you have a voice that is is steady and is able to uh, articulate what you want to say and say it well, you don't have to yell. You don't have to do those things. You're able to get your point across and get people to listen without the constant elevation of "look at me" or "here's what needs to be done." Um, so it, there's there's some there's definitely some truth to that. I think that you know the the whispering of confidence. But I, I mean, I, I go both ways because you know um, if you listen to like a Grant Cardone or somebody like that, he'll say you know the the money follows the attention. And, and so it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's truth to that too, as well, because if he has an arrogance about him and that's his way of marketing and selling, if that's your passion, that's the way you want to do it. I wouldn't be the person to tell you that you're absolutely wrong unless your focus is just purely about the money, but that's what it wants to be for you. That's okay. I guess, you know, so everybody mm-hmm. has to choose their own path and pick it. Um, and so there's, there's many different paths you can go down. And so it, we have to be careful about in our own lives is don't let someone else's confidence be, you say, I don't want to be that person because I believe they're arrogant if you don't know them, you know? So that's where we got to watch um, our own selves and, and really focus on, hey, what am I doing? What am I contributing as opposed to tearing other people's down, down you know, so to speak. So sometimes the arrogance label, we got to watch it that we don't give it to others without any just merits, you know? Yeah. So, so arrogance, is usually louder, but just because somebody is loud doesn't necessarily mean arrogance. It could be that, hey, I've got a megaphone and I'm trying to spread this message and maybe there's energy and passion and all of that. And don't misinterpret that, right. you know, as being arrogant um, because it may just be that, hey, I'm confident in my ability and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. So I am out there and I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sham wow, right? You know, it's like, hey, I'm trying to trying to really be loud with my message and get your attention, but it's not because I'm being arrogant about it. In fact, in a lot of these situations, these people um, have a product or service that they really believe could be life-changing and helpful for people. And, you know, they need to, they feel the need to, man, I got to interrupt your day and get your attention. Otherwise, you're going to let this opportunity go by you. Right. And so I, I like uh, the balance in that. So, well, when you look back over your own life, I am curious if you can think of a situation where like you really had to rely on your own confidence while, while not being arrogant, <laughs> you know, but you had to be confident in something and it allowed you to accomplish something meaningful or significant or just something that you feel like really mattered. Well, so our business is predicated on uh, referral relationships. And so with that, um, what I had to do is I had to go out and beat the street to make relationships with people in the real estate industry. I sell personal lines insurance. So your, your typical home insurance, um, auto insurance for your consumer. And so our business is predicated on going out, building relationships with our lender partners, realtor partners to um, cultivate relationships where they trust me to send their clients to me. So in doing that, you have to have a certain level of confidence that you can get the job done, but being arrogant will absolutely have the opposite effect. So mm. there's, there's, a, there's a line, there's a balance that you're trying to, trying to accomplish is being genuine, real, authentic with that person. Let them know, hey, here, I'm going to take care of your client. I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to give them the right product to protect their, their risk. But there's also not going to be a tearing down of, oh, don't send your clients there because they're absolutely terrible people. Because I, I, I'm not going to say that other people are bad. I'm not going to say that, hey, there's no one else that can do what I can do. 
but I want our relationship to, to be the one where you trust that I'm going to get the job done and get it done right. 99.9% of the time, you know, because we're, I'm not infallible. And I think that we all have to realize that. And I think whenever you can come with that, that genuine, authentic confidence that you can do it, that you're going to get it done and you prove that to them and you follow through with that, that helps, that helps solidify those relationships. Because if I came in to a meeting with the referral partner and I'm like, Hey, you know, I think I can help your clients. Maybe not really sure. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I I don't know why you would (laughs) want to get that person business. So confidence is important in, in showing your, your talent and believing that you can do it. Know what you know, like you said previously, you know, you got to know what you, you already know and know that Mm -hmm. you have the ability to to do what you say you're going to do and just follow through with that and express that to the, 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 the person on the other side of the table at that point in that meeting. So that, that's one of the areas that I, I know I've had to have a lot of confidence in is in dealing with other people um, to gain those referral relationships. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I know there's a lot of small business owners and salespeople that tune in uh, to these podcasts. And uh, that I think is really relevant information to, to be confident in your in your presentation and what you're offering. Now, along with confident, you also need to be competent, right? Because if you're confident without confidence, now you're just uh, over-promising and under-delivering uh, there. So you want to avoid that, but, but you need to know what you're doing. And if you know what you're doing, go be confident about it. Um, nobody wants to buy from someone who's insecure about their own product or service. Uh, I think you know earlier this year uh, that my truck got stolen uh, (laughs) in uh, in Westlake of all places, a really nice area. It was a a secured area, but somebody stole my truck and I had the unfortunate experience of having to go out and start uh, vehicle shopping in the middle of a crazy vehicle market. And there was really two groups of car salespeople that I really picked up on. And one of the groups I put in the bucket of just really greedy. Uh, They may be really good at their job and they knew how to uh, sell and they had all the right words and the right word tracks. And they just, they had their stuff together, but they were really a lot of times arrogant. And I could tell that this was really just about them getting another notch in their belt. And they were trying to beat the rest of their people. And they just, they were just really greedy. And I was off put by that. But the surprise, I think, maybe not a surprise, but I just remembered the thought entering my mind was there was another group of salespeople that I would encounter on these car lots that they weren't greedy at all. In fact, they were the other end of the spectrum. They were almost so giving, excuse me, they were so giving, they were almost insecure in who they were. And what I've called that is that's the bucket of needy. And so they were really needy. They needed a sale. And as I looked at them, it was like, man, if I don't buy this car, like they might not be able to feed their children this month. Like it was so much pressure on me. But it was also when I would ask a question, they were so tentative in their answers and they were it was like they wanted it to be, well, whatever you want it to be on this. I'm like, no, I want the truth. Like, it's not all about that. And they were so, they lacked so much confidence in that, that that was intimidating. I almost like that less than the greedy person was the really needy person. And so you really need to find that balance between, hey, I want to do what's best for the customers. It's not about me. It's not about greed. It's not about arrogance. But I want to confidently advise you on this thing or offer this product or service. And so I think that's part of what I was hearing you say in that. And I really thought about that story of the carbine. So if you're in sales or, or really any type of marketing or leadership, don't be greedy. You know, don't be needy. <laughs> Just be confident <laughs> and try to help people, you know, and uh, you'll, you'll get deals. <laughs> have a little self-awareness, you know, have a little bit of self-awareness about the person on the other side of the table. Get their attention if you need to but then know how to rein it back in and let them know that you're actually a real person, that you're a human being too. And I think it goes a long way 
uh, whenever you're having conversations with people on the other end of the table and you're trying to gain that business. Yeah. Well, hey, Cordell, I want us to continue this conversation. We're going to pause for just a quick break. And as soon as we're uh, through the commercial, we'll pick back up our conversation on confidence and uh, really going to be trying to bring this home for some people. And on the Improver Network podcast, really, there's three things that we try to do. We try to enlighten people in their mind, encourage them in their heart and equip them with something in their hands that they can use to improve their life or business. And uh, really, I like that we're learning some things about confidence, but I think these next two things, we're going to kind of move into a little bit more uh, of extra encouragement and then trying to give people like some practical how-to. So we encourage everybody to hang out with us for a little while longer. and We'll catch you after the break. This episode is brought to you by the Improver Network. Members of the Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. Well, welcome back to the Improver Network podcast. Still here with Mr. Cordell Nolan, and we are continuing our conversation on confidence. So, hey, Cordell, um, a lot of people really struggle with self-assurance. And, you know, when I grew up, the, the big word was self-esteem. We, I can remember doing um, our peer pressure and self-esteem classes, but people struggle with self-assurance, self-esteem. And that inner critic is, is probably louder now more than ever. People are constantly comparing themselves, you know, on social media to everybody else and create, they try to create these impossible expectations to live up to. And when they realize they're not doing it, they get down on themselves so why do you think a lot of people are struggling with this so much other than I guess social media is one of the answers to that and, and just some of the, the nuances related there. But what other things do you think contribute to people's lack of confidence? Yeah, you know, Justin, I think that it, it has a lot to do with not knowing why people are here, why they're on this earth. You know, I believe that God put me here and he created me just like he wanted me to be. You know, he, he created me with, with certain challenges that I have in my life that other people may not have, but everybody has their own things they deal with. They also have their own strengths that they have and they can bring to the table. And so when you look at those strengths and those things that you can do well, you start with the small things, just like we talked about the children earlier, you know, start with the small things you do well and learn that you can build on that and share that with others. Then you find a sense of purpose. You sound, find a sense of being able to accomplish more than you ever thought you could in this life and find fulfillment in, in doing what you're created uh, to do. So a lot of times when you're looking at other people on the social media platforms, or you're looking at this ideal celebrity life that's in your face, 24 seven, nonstop, you're missing your own value, your own worth. That's where you get down on yourself because you're not challenging yourself. You're not going digging deeper in yourself and figuring out, Hey, hey, what's the good in me? You got it. You got to go get it. You got to, you got to bring it out in yourself. And so a lot of times that's where people struggle is by just looking at other people in their lives and not living out their own life. Because you, you, <laughs> whoever you are listening, talking to myself, you're important. You matter. And you have to know that. And once you get down to knowing that you matter, it opens the doors for so many other things in life, for so many other accomplishments 
And that's where it's the sky's the limit. And you can do whatever you put your mind to. It's because you know that you have value. You know that in the goodness of your heart, that your creators put you here to do something much bigger than just exist. Ma'am, that's a powerful word. And um, so far, this is the highlight of the podcast for me. So I really appreciate you sharing that encouragement and that affirmation with people. You and I were at, uh, at least I think you were there um, at a conference a, a few years back at uh, the uh, Omni in Dallas, uh, an annual meeting type event. And there was a, another agent uh, there who uh, shared a, a quote from the stage. And I remember it kind of uh, just uh, echoing out throughout the rest of the conference where people were talking about it really made an impact on a lot of people. And the quote he shared was, um, comparison is the thief of joy. And I think that it was so relevant and so impactful for a lot of the people who were at this conference because it was a lot of agents there who were looking at basically this is the only way you can be successful is to look exactly like this. You got to have these numbers and you got to have this, you know, kind of uh, image. And like there was this almost impossible thing because we have some rock stars in their performance at this thing. And everybody's like, well, man, I'm not the rock star, so I'm not. I'm not that great or I'm down on myself, you know, because I'm not them. And that comparison is the thief of joy encouragement. I think just for a lot of people, they said, I need to stop comparing myself to Joe Blow agent. I'm going to be my own agent. Right. And I think that was really uh, important. And that's part of what you're saying is comparison is not just the thief of joy, but it's the thief of your confidence. Like it'll take your confidence away because you're not thinking about who you are and who you were made to be, but who they are and how you look comparison and you can't be everybody and you can't be everything. So be you. <laughs> so that that's right. Cause you, you'll spend more time analyzing other people's lives than you ever do anything in your own. And so if you, you're spending more time looking at other people's lives and what they're doing, chances are you're not doing anything. <laughs> so you got to stop say, Oh man, wait, wait, what, what, what am I supposed to do? If this person's doing well here and that's an area that you want to try to do better in then you got to put forth that plan, you know, take that action steps and take that first step to doing that in your own life. And then and only then can you evaluate, like, is this something you want to pursue or not? But if you, if you stop, you know, just stop and don't do anything, you kind of do that, that lazy river thing or feather approach and just kind of float through life. You're just going to end up where everything else takes you, which is nowhere. And so remember you have a creator and that he, he made you perfect just the way you are. Man, that's uh, that's awesome. I'm going to do a shameless plug for uh, the Improver Network and then Improver Coach. So one of the big pillars of what we do is actually, I would say, the one of the most important things is we try to help people discover their purpose. So our three things are discover your purpose, become more productive so you can reach your true potential. But it all starts with that discovering why were you put on this planet? What are you passionate about? What are you proficient at? Where is the place that you are? What are the people that God has put you in their circle? And like starting to identify those things so that you can know your why. Because once you know your why and you know your purpose, everything else can spring forth from that. But if you're trying to be productive and you don't really know why you're trying to be productive at this thing or, or the best way to go about it, you don't know who you are, you're just going to be uh, chasing your tail all over the place. That's why a lot of people feel like they're in a rat race 
because they are. They're they're on the same little hamster wheel that everybody else is instead of getting off and saying, no, man, I was created to go do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. I think I it's by it. design. I think it's almost by design, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. That we're designed to be a cog in the wheel, you know, just keep it turning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, what's one lesson that you've learned about just cultivating that confidence and self-image uh, and believing in your abilities that you think everyone should learn? So like, you can think back to, man, maybe I hadn't always been this way, but there was a point or there was a thing or here was a lesson I learned. And and I'm sure part of it is what you just talked about, which is, man, I realized that I wasn't an accident and God was real and had a plan for me. So that's one lesson, but what, what would be something else that people, you feel like everybody should know about confidence or self-assurance? That you, 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 that you got to start somewhere, you know, with that. And, and you got to start with, with, with maybe stop being fake to yourself, you know, because a lot of times what I, I think what it is like the question, the way you asked, it kind of made me think of, you know, are you being authentic? You know, are you being real? And, and, and a lot of times I think that's what people don't understand is if you try to mask your problems, you try to mask who you, um, who you are and you, you try to portray someone else. So, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of more specific examples with that. But it, it really robs you of, of really going out and, and kind of um, exuding that, that confidence and that genuineness that you need to, to have. And I guess what I would say, and kind of what I'll talk about in, in my own life, I guess, whenever, whenever I'm not really self-evaluating who I am and what I'm here to do and what type of father I want to be, what type of husband I want to be, what type of business owner I want to be. If I'm not evaluating that in a continual basis, then who am I to talk to someone else about it? And so what it doesn't come off as is authentic. And so whenever you get down to the nitty gritty, it's like, do I want to be the, the, the father that, you know, leads with the, hey, let's just go, let's lead with the spanking, never have a conversation with my kid. You know, you can't do that. No, I don't. Do you want to be the type of husband that says, you know, tells my wife what she can and can't wear and that she can and can't have. And she's got to listen to me and I'm the, I got to be the man of the household or I want to know what her deepest desires are. Do I want to have a relationship that truly sings with her? So, so, and, and what I guess I'm getting at, but these are things I want to talk about and share with other people. And I want to have confidence about doing it. I have to evaluate that in my own life first. And then there's that genuineness and that authenticity <laughs> that needs to be had and that will, will show in who you are. And so that's, that's a lot of what it boils down to is having that truly authentic um, message or action or thing that you're doing and you do it confidently because you are really digging into yourself before you speak to others. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of people that know me personally know that you know, I'm originally from Louisiana. And when we were out there, we were connected with the uh, infamous uh, Duck Dynasty <laughs> people. And uh, I did an event with Phil and uh, Phil Robertson, the patriarch of that, that family. And, you know, one of the things that strikes me about the way that that show really just took off and, you know, spread like wildfire and really in some other areas of reality TV were really exploding at the time as as well, because in the past reality TV, there was almost like it was a punchline. A lot of people laughed at it, but then all of a sudden everybody really started tuning in and watching shows like Duck Dynasty. And one of the things that I observed in that is that there was so much authenticity with that family. Like most people weren't interested in the duck hunting or the duck calls or the duck side of thing. That was like, there was a lot of hunters and some people who were, but there's also a lot of people who that was irrelevant to them, but they love watching these people be different, be funny, be unique, be themselves. And I think that authenticity was really the thing that helped that show be so successful for all those seasons. And I think a lot of people are desiring that. Um, there's a social media content compounding coach, Kyle Draper. And I know that he really encourages his people when they're on social media to, to, to avoid trying to be overly polished and overly professional. Like there's got to be a balance. You need some of that. But he says that more than anything, people are drawn to authenticity. So as people are scrolling through their Facebook feed, if they see something that looks really perfect, they usually keep on going because they assume it's just some kind of big business ad where everything is there and it just doesn't seem real or relevant to them. But when they see something that seems more uh, casual and laid back, people are drawn to that. And uh, that's that's striking to me because my natural propensity is I want it to be the best that it can be. I want it to look right. I want everything positioned. The camera's got to be right. The background's got to be right. And sometimes you tidy it up so much that you get rid of the the realness <laughs> that was there. And you're, it's overshadowed by all of this polish. Uh, it's, it's like you're wearing too much makeup. People don't know who, what the real you looks like. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all find ourselves in that trap of trying to be someone that we're not, you know, it's like it, a lot of times, I mean, that, that goes to, to your, your home, you know, like try to make it just perfect. And it, 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 knowing that like everyone lives, everyone has, 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 you know, you know, uses dishes. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, yeah, of course you don't want to be an absolute slob, but at the same time, you know, that everyone lives, everyone, you know, you know, people have pets, you know, different things. You don't have to, go overboard and trying to impress other people other than just being yourself and being real with them, you know, a lot of times. And so a lot of times that's what happens too, is we get caught up in the, in the media and those types of things and that, that robs us of the, the ability to be authentic and to be our true selves and whatever it is in, in, in our personal relationships and business relationships uh, and the like. So, Yeah. And like I mentioned, we have a lot of small business owners that are uh, listeners and followers of the improver network and, I think that there was an old way of doing business that if you wanted to be seen as trustworthy and you wanted to be seen as a business uh, that people would want to buy from, it was all about reputability and it was about professionalism and it was about that clean, crisp image and that impeccable, you know, uh, reputation through the community. And so I think a lot of that is still important to business, but I think more than that polish and professionalism some of the small business owners just need to realize, hey, you just need to go out there and be with the people. You need to get your product out there. And even if everything is not 
perfect right now. Like, don't let that hold you back because you can just sit there and always waiting on things to be perfect. You're never actually going to go. And so I want to encourage the small business owners out there to really think about this idea. And are you trying to perfect everything? And are you trying to have this like perfect image, but yet you're not really focusing on the stuff that really matters. What people really want now is authenticity and value. Like give me something that's not fluff, uh, all that, that that's what makes people, I think by now, more so than, uh, oh, look at uh, the image that you have and how professional you are. They want to know that you're really authentic. And so I love I love that you're encouraging our listeners in that, uh, in that vein there. So um, as you kind of get ready to close out, you know, one of the things, again, we said earlier that uh, we want to do is help equip people with maybe some resources or just some steps or something that they can do. Because a lot of what we're doing is like, here's how you should think about things and feel about things. But uh, what would be some additional tools, tips, resources, hacks, whatever that that you're like, you know what, if you really want to grow your confidence, you know, uh, you got to start here. So somewhere you said to start is you got to start with yourself. You got to do some self-reflection and looking on that. But what else should somebody do if they really want to start believing in themselves more? What are some steps that they uh, might take? So I would start with thinking about what is it that you're afraid of? You know, because if you if you if you get down to your why, you know why you're doing something. You get down to like, hey, I want to have a business that serves others. I want to serve the people that work in my business. Um, I want my family to have a life like I never had before. I want to travel the world. I want them to experience things and see, you know, God's nature as it's meant to be seen, just untouched. I want to get out and do those things. If you have these goals, these deeper whys, these deeper meanings in life that you get to you get really focused on, I want my generation, you know, my kids to to live a life much better and be able to influence more people to give more than I ever was able to do it. I want to show them how to do it. If you get down to your bigger whys, and then and then you say, okay, well, here's I want to grow this business. I want to do this. I want to start a podcast. I want to do whatever it is. Think about what you're scared of. Is it scared that, well, what if somebody looks at me weird? What if, what if somebody in my family doesn't talk to me anymore? You know, like think about what that looks like. Are you okay with that yet? Has, have that, has that happened to other people and how they deal with it? What does that really look like? What are you afraid of? Because if you have bold purpose and you have bold convictions, there's nothing that's just standing in the way of that. You know, you don't just go along to get along all the time. At some point, you got to stop and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm confident in what I'm doing. And I know what I'm doing is right. I know my heart is pure. So keep going, you know, go, 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 go and run. So, but you, you've got to start with that first step of, of evaluating, Right. Look at what's the alternative. What do you have to lose? And again, keep remembering that you're important. And if you're doing things with the right intention, you keep taking steps in a positive, the right direction to get the results that you want. Ask for feedback. Be open. Understand that it's not going to be perfect, just like you just said. And go. Yeah. Because once you start going and get over the fears of not moving, then you have the ability to make the change that you want to see in life and you don't just get to observe other people doing it. Yeah. And that's, um, 
That's really good. I know you're really passionate about uh, dads and we didn't uh, discuss this ahead of time that I'd be bringing, you know, this up, but I'm really curious on what you think the role for those fathers out there, what role they can play. And look, all parents, both parents are obviously important in the family relationship. But I think in my, in my opinion, I think dads have a special way of being able to um, maybe instill some confidence in their child. And so I'm wondering what your thoughts are, what message you would give to the other dads out there as it relates to not only being confident themselves, but how do they raise confident children? I would I would start with 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 encouraging your kids and listening to them. So so they're people too. Once you get down to the nitty gritty of of your your child, your children, they're doing things. You know they're they're playing, and you ask them, "Hey, come sit down and eat." Well, they were busy playing. <laughs> you know, like if, if someone would come and ask me right now in the middle of us talking, "Hey, Cordell, come come close this door," I wouldn't I wouldn't move because I'm doing something else that I want to do. So consider them through the eyes of an adult human being, because that's what you want to raise anyway. And so how do you want to communicate to another adult? How would you want another adult to communicate to you and start doing that with your children, start being involved and have conversations with them, start on their level. They like playing with a certain truck. Hey man, why do you like playing with this truck? Ask simple questions, whatever level they're at, just keep going. Don't be afraid of their questions. You know, like if you got to think about it, tell them, I don't know the answer. I got to think about that. And I'll tell you an interesting story just um, that happened uh, this past weekend. I don't cook very often. I decided, you know what, I'm going to cook. So we're at the grocery store as a family of five, you know, they were my little kids, my wife and I. And I said, you know, I, I think I might want to cook. And my wife's like, well, why don't you go do it tonight? And I look up a recipe and I'm like, okay, here's, here's my ingredients. So, you know, supermarket sweep. Here we go. We get the ingredients. So go back home. My son, he, hey, dad, I want to help you. Okay. So we're stirring the ingredients and doing all that, putting it together. It came out pretty good. It was a shrimp um, pasta, uh, lemon pepper shrimp pasta that we cooked. But anyways, uh, after we get done, my son says, Hey dad, when, when are we going to like cook for our neighbors? I said, well, what do you mean, son? I said, you know, sometimes I, I grill and neighbors come over, they eat and they have a good time. You know, we do that every once in a while. And he says, uh, no, 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 no. Like, like, no, not like that. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, put out a little box where we can collect a little money. <laughs> we can put the food. We can put the food in there. And they can take their food. And I started thinking, and, and I guess you're almost tempted in that moment. I was tempted in that moment to say, you know, son, we can't do that. But you don't want to kill their confidence, and their spirit. of entrepreneurship. So let me think about that, son. Let, that's a good idea. Let's think about that. So, so what, what I've done is I've, I've bought a popcorn machine. <laughs> so that's, that'll be here next week. And, and we'll have a popcorn machine and do maybe a lemonade stand to start there. And, you know, and then we'll do it on his terms at that point too. At this point at the age of five, I'm not going to push him. I said, you're going to get out here and do this popcorn machine. What I'm going to do is like, Hey man, what, what hours you want to work? Did you want to work for an hour, two hours, maybe post it on the neighborhood Facebook group and get us some customers, you know, and we'll sell some popcorns to lemonade. Ask him if he wants to involve his sisters, let it be his thing but be there to support and encourage him. And he can see that all of a sudden his dad cares about what he wants and cares about him and cares about his desires. And that's how simple things like that and listening to your kids, not tell them they can't do something and telling them how they can or get them to think it through is a better motivator, a better 
in my opinion, a better way to, to, to challenge them and, and, and bring them into adulthood. And it doesn't start whenever they're in their teens. It starts early, early on. So I, I would encourage you to start with the small things, the small conversations, not the can'ts, not telling them everything to do. Give them choices. Would you like to go brush your teeth right now or go right to bed? <laughs> Whatever. Even if that's a non-negotiable, you know, just start taking a step back. Um, would you like to watch TV for a little bit or would you like to go to bed or watch TV, then go to bed? You know, just just break it down into steps and give them choices that they can make decisions as opposed to stop doing what you're doing and come do this, you know, and, and that will help and go a long way because you'll find if you keep telling your kids to stop doing something, they're not going to do they're They're just not yeah. going to listen to you. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things I'm hearing you say in this too, to kind of circle around to the beginning of our conversation about believing in yourself. Well, as parents, one of the things we need to do is we need to believe in our children and that'll help them to believe in themselves. Cause if we're, if we, are trusting them and we believe that they can accomplish great things, then they're going to think that, man, I can accomplish great things. And, and really that doesn't just go to children, but it goes to any leader and the circle you put yourself around. If you're struggling with uh, confidence, I would say that one thing you need to do is get around people who believe in you, get around some people who will affirm, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're talking about yes. You're not talking about yes. People who, who just think that everything you do is like perfect. You don't want that. Uh, Cause then you'll go into that arrogance <laughs> kind of way, but get around people who really love you and care for you and can see the best in you and who will lift you up. And a lot of people I think who struggle with confidence whether they're a child or whether they're an adult, it's because they have people in their world who are tearing down their identity. And so, uh, especially as believers out in the world, we need to be the kind of people who are building people up, who are edifying and encouraging and affirming people in that. And that's what we've aimed to do really on this podcast today is we've hoped that we have encouraged some people to say, Hey, look, you know, if you're struggling, if you, if you are down on yourself, maybe a little depressed, whatever, like, you know, take heart, have hope. You've got a purpose. God's got a plan for you and you were made special and you just need to discover what all of that is and how to do it. But, uh, but yeah, I think people need others to believe in them sometimes so they can believe in themselves and that's good parenting advice, but also good leadership and life advice. So man, really appreciate that. Uh, very thankful for this conversation. Is there anything that you wish we would have talked about in this context of confidence or some a question you wish I would have asked that I didn't ask anything you'd like to kind of share in closing on the topic, or you feel like we checked it all off? <laughs> I think we hit, I think we hit quite, quite, a bit of it. And I think, I think there's not a, there's not a specific question. I wish you'd asked me, Justin, I think that it's ongoing conversation, ongoing dialogue as anything is in life. And so as things, things kind of um, come up and, 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 and evolve, you know, there's just, it's an ongoing conversation. I think that that's what we need to know um, as, as people, as listeners, is that, you know, is that, you got to just keep pursuing your excellence and got to keep pursuing the, if you're struggling with confidence and pick one thing and do one thing at a time. So I, I, again, I'll go back to taking one step, focus on that one area, you know, if it, and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to beat myself about the way I look today, you know, or, or I'm going to go to the store and buy some clothes that make me feel a bit better. <laughs> Whatever yeah, right. it is, take that step and say, Hey, I did this, but don't let that always be your vice. You know, let, learn that's not going to be the, always the clothes that makes the man, but Sometimes, you know, a nice wardrobe does help you to feel a little bit better, but know what those things are and know if they're real or not. Evaluate that in yourself and say, hey, I did this. Celebrate that success and move forward. So I don't have a specific question I wish you'd ask me, 
Is there anything you wish I would have said? <laughs> oh, man, you did great. And look, you kind of slid that other little tip in right at the end, but I really think there's something to that as well. Like, you know, there's this phrase that I don't really like too much, but I get the point behind it where people say, fake it till you make it. And I, I don't believe in being fake. We already talked about being authentic, but there is a certain amount of like, sometimes you need to, um, sometimes your feelings influence your actions. Other times your actions influence your feelings. And so taking an action, you can actually, and so t- I love that because man, you know what? Uh, every time I go get a haircut, it just doesn't matter. I just feel better afterwards, right? And it's like, yeah, you get a new shirt, you feel better. And so uh, you don't want to necessarily make that, uh, turn it into a vice, but there are times we're doing things like that. And that's just on maybe your image, but the the other stuff's true too on things that you can you can do. So yeah, man, I, I really love this topic. I, I, I feel more confident today. I'm about to enter into a new season where I'm going to be doing a lot of social media videos. And I'm not particularly excited about that. And part of the reason is, is that I'm not confident in the way that I come across on camera on uh, social media. I've got a face for radio and for audio podcast. And so, you know, I, I need this to, is being uh, this has been helpful for me today <laughs> to, um, to be thinking about like, man, I need to be confident and I need to, it doesn't have to be perfect and polished, but just go be myself. And so this has been super helpful on my end. I think our listeners and um, the people who follow us on this podcast are found it helpful. Also, if, if someone wanted to uh, find you online or connect with you later, and I don't know if maybe you're wanting to share your uh, agency info or if you've got any other public info, but how would somebody reach out to, to Cordell and say, man, I'd really like to talk to you more. Hey, I'd like you to come and share this message with uh, this group or something like that. How would people connect with you? Well, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give someone my, I'm going to give my direct office line. Okay. You can call me. You can talk to me there. You can leave me a message if I don't answer, but I, I'll likely answer. If I'm, if I'm at my desk, I'll answer. So that's 281-972-6601 is my direct line at my desk. And say that number one me. more time for us. It is 281-972-6601. So that's a one-time, one-time only. I'm going to give direct line to my <laughs> desk. And if you want to call me, call me up, talk about anything. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm here. I'm ready to talk. Cool. So that that's I want to make sure that you know that you can call that line and say, hey, man, I heard you on the Improver Network podcast. I just want to chat with you for a little bit cool. and, and we'll 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 chat. And so I would love to, I would love to connect with you and talk and talk about whatever's on your heart, on your mind. So that way we can improve our lives together. Awesome, man. Good word. Well, thanks for joining us today. And we'll look forward to connecting again real soon. Take care, Cordell. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.